Oh, excuse me. I'm so burpy. I had Cheesecake Factory for dinner. Oh, my God. Lucky you. Dude, Cheesecake Factory is fucking lit. Oh, it's the best. The food is good. Even, like, they're just generic fucking, you know, pasta with marinara. So good. Like, I want to I wanna spread yeah. it all over a garden gnome and suck it off. The hell you say? <laughs> <laughs> of you joining us for the very first time this is icon or Wicon, the show where we break down your favorite film universes one flick at a time i am here as always with the hidden mineral to my secret society <laughs> <laughs> mr cj laroche cj how are you doing Oh my God. I'm so good. I, I can't, I, I heard you ladies and gentlemen and everyone, he does those off the top of his head, right at the top of the episode. And you heard the pause. I heard the pause <laughs> and I didn't know what was going to happen, but all of a sudden I am now a hidden mineral to my and secret society. I couldn't be happier. I couldn't be happier. So that is the answer to the question. I couldn't be happier, Andrew. Also, want to apologize. I messed up and booked the wrong room. So tonight, I am the one with the microphone issues. So if you are upset with the way that I sound like I'm talking in a fishbowl, fuck off. Go away. We don't need you here anyway. I really didn't feel like you had to drag me and my past microphone issues into that. (laughs) But you did, and that's fine. We're going to move forward. It's 2021. No one can be accountable without blaming someone else. That's the rule. Wow. wow. So I'm just playing Ooh. along. Just playing along. This is going to be a hot one tonight. I'm excited. Well, listen, after last week, you know, we should try to tone it down a little. I have a feeling that with tonight's film that we discuss, uh, that there will not be as much tension. No. I think that we'll probably be um, on the same page a lot. But you know what? That's why they play the game. So I'm going to tell the folks at home what film we are doing tonight tonight we are doing a film in the mcu called that's not bilbo <laughs> i wish we weren't doing that's not bilbo because i have not gotten over the fact that you confused your bilbos i confused my bilbos and i just want to you know take a moment to apologize uh to that actor uh who is you know not just a, a, you know a simple actor off the street like martin freeman he's at a very established <laughs> and Amazing career that many of us would only dream of having, um, and I confused him, and I, I basically erased him from you, the, you, the narrative. <laughs> you erased him and turned him into a seventy-year-old man. I did. I thought he was Iron Home. Now, I, to be compared with Iron Home, like that's you know there are worse people to actor. be compared to, right? Yes. Too, uh, but no, Martin. If you're listening, you're not. But I'm sorry. You might so, be. Tweet him. You never, you never know. Uh, no, this on this episode of Icon or Wycon, we are talking about the one, the only, the groundbreaking Black Panther. Oh man! Oh man! I love this movie, man. Yeah, she's good. She's really good. Um, it's solid. It's so solid. Full disclosure: I had sort of lost touch with the MCU between um the avengers Mm -hmm. and this movie 
Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. I had, yeah. I can't remember what the hell was happening in my life. I think, yeah, who knows, but who things knows? were happening. Anything. I was probably going, yeah, I was just, I just went away for a while. Uh, and then I watched this thing and I was like, oh, right. These movies are awesome. And this thing has taken it to the next level from production design, storytelling, uh, interweaving, seamless interweaving of social what topics, right? I mean, it's a, this movie is fantastic. It's an action movie. It's a love story. It's a history lesson. It's, it's all of the things. And it's wrapped in this beautifully constructed love letter to the comic books, to the new comic books, right? The newer yeah. issues, uh, the newer, the newer canon of Black Panther is what this is based on. And they just do a great job. Uh, it's an icon. We'll MCU next time. <laughs> All right. But I mean, we should at least attempt to talk about it because it deserves that from us. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely yeah. right. Um, I, I got to say, we watch these movies, right? And, and we go through and we always comment on the ones that can hold up on the rewatch, if you will, to, to quote yep. Bill Simmons, who I love, uh-huh. who was a great inspiration in, in me wanting to start the show. Even Bill Simmons is fantastic. Great. Uh, for those of you that don't know Bill Simmons, uh, fantastic uh, sports. What would you call him? A commentator? Sports writer. Sports yeah. writer. Fantastic at, at, sports writer. At the end writer. of the day, sports writer. Yep. And he's, he's brilliant, uh, but he's got this killer eye for movies, and he has this spectacular podcast called The Rewatchables that I really loved when I was on tour before uh, the Rona shut my tour down. And um, just what he talks about movies is so powerful. I, I owe a lot of what I like to accomplish on this show to my enjoyment of his show. Yeah. And he always talks about uh, uh, does it hold up on the rewatch? Mm-hmm. This is a movie that spectacularly holds up on the rewatch. Now I understand usually time affects these things, but um, I found new things. This is the third time I've seen this movie. uh, And I found new things that were exciting and interesting and different that I didn't even notice the first two times I saw it. There's so much to unpack. There's so much they built in. There's so much heart. There's so much family issues. There's so much uh, value judgments. There are so many political issues touched on, explored, put aside for you to deal with in a sequel, possibly. Yeah. There's so much Marvel. There's so much Marvel. And then at the end of it all, there is a villain whose cause you can truly get behind. And it makes this movie so complicated because Killmonger, I get it. Good guy, bad guy. I understand. I'm rooting for T'Challa. Killmonger is the bad guy. But he has a fucking point and a right to be there. Yeah. And the empathy that you feel for the villain is what really brings this thing home. You know, you were were at the end of this film. (laughs) Just jump right to the end. And he's watching that sunset. And you're upset. Yeah. You're almost crying. There were no winners in this moment. There nope. were no winners in this moment. Nope. No, the, the, the true, the true winners is the outside world, mm-hmm. right? Because they're about to, to be blessed with the technology and the wherewithal of Wakanda. Right. And so it's what Killmonger is able to accomplish at the end of the film, by the end of the film, his goal is essentially achieved Right. Just it's just the, you know, we're not going to overthrow the rest of the world. We're going to attempt to educate the rest of the world. And Ryan 
Kugler. That is his whole philosophy of life. You can't just throw money at downtrodden communities. You can't no. just, you know, have a fucking bake sale or clean up the streets. Like you have to invest in infrastructure. You have to invest in education. The man grew up in Oakland. It's where I live now. Yeah. His first movie or one of the, one of his bigger, you know, big splash movies, Fruitvale station. That's the station that I take to work. Oh, wow. Yeah. These that movie's also here, amazing. God. That movie's forget also it. fucking incredible. I mean, forget <laughs> it. Like, like the, the, the square across the street from my apartment building is named for that kid. Oh my God. Yeah. But you, you go through these communities and like, you know, I live in this like big fucking fancy building downtown and my bike ride to work, like just, it slowly degrades, Mm -hmm. you know, and that what Killmonger wanted to accomplish was to take (laughs) the degrading and build it back up. Right. Like his goal was for, you know, everybody else to die and (laughs) to reset the world as he says. Um, but T'Challa sees that, you know what I mean? T'Challa is such T'Challa and Chadwick Boseman. Okay. Oh, sidebar. Go did you it. watch this on Disney plus? I did. I did. The the opening? Chadwick Boseman opening. <laughs> I was shook. I wasn't, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. They, he is all of the Marvel <laughs> heroes in the opening yeah. title crawl. I wasn't ready. And I, I got weepy. I, I had to pause. I paused the it, fucking film. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that was going to happen either. I was like, wait, yeah. it's all him. It speaks to Chadwick Boseman. It speaks to the importance of this character. And what I was saying is that he's able to look at Killmonger's point of view. He's able to see it, right? It's, he knows that they've created a monster and that he needs to be stopped. But he also is like, you know, maybe we could still save you. And then the greatest lines in the history of, of fucking modern America cinema, and as far as I'm concerned, come at me in the comments is, no, bury me in the ocean. Like my brothers before me who knew that death was better than bondage. Oh, man. Fuck me. Oh, man. It's you know what I'm saying? Good. It's fucking and, solid. Oh. It's fucking solid. And, and that moment right there at the very end, uh, ties to the very beginning when he first, uh, when he gets buried, he takes in the heart-shaped herb after he wins his fight against M'Baku and he takes in the heart-shaped herb to restore him and uh, and he goes to the ancestral plane to speak with his father. Now, let me tell you, I've, oh, mm, Here he goes, folks. I've never been able to get through this movie <laughs> and not weep through the ancestral plane scene work. Yeah. Right down to stand up, you're a king. Yeah. Oh, it's it's that father son dynamic is so special. Mm-hmm. And when he says, "How?" Uh, when he says, "I'm not ready to be without you yet." Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. That's something. It's something that anyone that's lost a parent felt. Yeah. You know. Well, the other a- side of it too, when he says, uh, "You know, what kind of man would I be if I didn't teach you how to live without me?" Yeah. <laughs> And you're like, but I I don't want to. And he goes, have I ever failed you? Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. Um, But on the rewatch, let me ask you a question on the rewatch. We know that he did fail him. So how did that hit you this time? Well. Not exactly. I I don't, I don't think he failed him. Okay. Here we go. All right. Good. We've got tension because he 100% failed him. 
All right, he, I'll he let... absolutely d- did him dirty. How did he fail him? You tell me and I'll give you my rebuttal. By not letting him know what was out there and what happened. By withholding that truth, that most important truth, for whatever reason he did, like I'm not going to say he wasn't justified in doing it, but T'Challa should have known that Eric, uh, what, what, is his, what is his actual name? Stevens. No, no, no. Uh, Killmonger. What is his, what, and, and, and Jobu's son, what is his name? Not Eric Killmonger. Stevens. No, he's got a name. He's Eric. got a Wakanda name, doesn't he? Oh, oh, his Wakanda name. Yeah. Oh, uh, what is it? He says it. He says it. Give me one second. Give me one yeah, second. Yeah, they say it several times. Yeah, because because he has to challenge times. him formally. Yeah, he needs to know what his Wakanda name is. He needs to know that that person is out there and know that Jataka. Like, yes, and Jataka. He needs to know that he's out there. And for me, that that is that is a failure. Now, not he didn't fail him, you know, wholly, right? Like it's mm. not he didn't verb fail him, yeah. but it, it, that is something that he he definitely made a huge mistake on. He it joked turned, him. It 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 turned out to be a mistake. No, no, no it was a mistake. 100%. And you know what? It's funny. Like I'm watching this and I've got like the, what if the, yeah. what if in the back of my head where, you know, T'Challa goes around the world and like saves everybody. Yeah. Like if, if, if T'Challa in this canon, in this universe had known about Njataka, he would have gone after it. He absolutely would have. You know uh, what I mean? Here, here, are you ready Could've for my take? Could have brought him home. Could have brought him home. I'm ready. Are you ready for my take? Uh, here's my take on it. Are you going to give me your take on it? Yep. As far as parenting goes, it's challenging. And if you think I've about heard that, yeah. <laughs> and if you think about the way T'Chaka chose to withhold that information from him, it's the same way he withheld that information from his entire nation, from the people looking up to him. So he wasn't just keeping something from T'Challa. He was protecting an identity that he believed was worth protecting about his brother, about his people. And he was, he was bearing it. It was, it was not the right thing to do, but a lot of this movie talks about a ruling style, right? A good part of it talks about what it means to be a King. And uh, something that's so interesting that he says at the beginning is uh, you're a good man with a good heart. And it's hard for a good man to be King. Yeah. And and I think I, I think that that was one of those moments where T'Chaka thought he was being a good man mm. and being a good king by withholding yeah. that information. Because or maybe he thought, I think I would disagree with half of that statement. I think that he thought he was being a good king and knew he wasn't being a good man. And he was withholding that information and he left that American son there to protect this lie. Hmm. Because because protecting this lie protected his people. Yeah. I mean, bottom line, uh, we could argue about that for fucking hours. Um, yeah. Bottom line, it's, a hard it's great writing. Thread. It's, it's great a writing. Hard, it's complicated. It's yeah. complicated. And that, but I, and think the, it's, I think it's great writing. It's really good. Because it's, you and I, who I feel like have pretty similar viewpoints on that father-son relationship, on... Yeah. 
government, et cetera, for us to be completely flipped, you know, on it. I think that's, that's a sign of great writing and God bless it. It's really good. It's really good. Um, I I love that Nakia's whole calling is to be out there helping people. She's like, I'm not supposed to be a queen in Wakanda, Mm. Mm -hmm. you know, and she's, she's one of the biggest proponents of sharing the technology. Yeah. And that's a great justification um, of them not having a relationship. Absolutely. That's a great justification. Again, great writing, like put the conflict, put the reason in place. That's not just convenient. Yeah. Right. Like, okay, well, we got these two people. We don't want them to get together. Uh, There's a million cliches, Mm -hmm. you know, that one could use, but this one actually makes sense. And when we see her, when we meet her, like, that's what I fucking love about this movie, man, is everything pays off. Oh, yeah. Everything is set up beautifully and everything pays off. Like, the first time that we meet her, she's doing the thing that she's not wanting to be his girlfriend for. Yeah. Right? This is like, important to her. The last battle takes place on that railroad track and halfway through the movie, uh, Sur- Ugh, I never fucking say it right. Su- Suri. Shuri. Shuri just explains it to 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 Ross, right? Like, and it just goes by. And the first time that you watch the film, you you don't even think about it. It's just information that you're getting. The fifth yeah. time that you watch it, yes, this is my fifth time. You're like, oh yeah, my God, this is such great writing. I love this movie. <laughs> you know, everything has a reason. When he first sees the gold collar that Killmonger later wears, he says, no, the, re- the point is to be inconspicuous. Killmonger wants to be out in front. So of course oh. he picks that one. Like it's, it's just, everything is so wonderful. I love, 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 love that you don't find out that Okoye and Wakabi are romantically involved until the last moment they're on screen. No, you find out before that. I never have. When, when she, do you find that out? When she calls them to tell to call them to the meeting about Claw, and they they uh-huh. they put the hologram on her car. Uh, uh, they put the hologram up. It's right after. Yeah. It's right after he first. Uh, right after T'Challa first connects with him, and uh, he says, "You send me and my men out, and we'll we'll take care of it. We'll take over everything." Because he sees. Because right. that's the first time of him. He's surrounding himself with his people, and he has uh, Nakia telling him share the technology and um, uh, he has Wakabi saying, uh, send my men out and we'll, we'll take care of it. And then they get, he gets a call from Okoye and Okoye says, my King, my lover. Oh, wow. I've never heard that line. You never noticed that. Yeah. She addresses them both. (laughs) My King, my love. I think she says my love. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then they, but then it's it's a non-issue for the whole movie until until they wow. survived the battle. But yeah, they established that. Oh my god! That. I always thought it was my king, my love. Like I would say, my Andrew, my homie. Yeah, no, it's my to king. You. And then she looks to the other side, my love. Oh my god! Never, never caught it. Oh, you never caught that? It's very sweet. Never caught kind of, it. She kind of has a smirk. Wait, can we talk about her and why she is an amazing presence in this film? I mean, this woman is one of the one of the finest actors we have She's and i'm been, not gonna i'm not gonna try to say her name i'll let you do it denai gurira 
Gurira. Yeah. She's fucking great. She's amazing. First of all, I mean, shout out to like anyone that watches Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah. But like, she's incredible. Yeah. And you know, her, um, the tattoos on her head were made to look like uh, Air Force aviator gla- like goggles. She's spectacular. I love, I love yeah. when she's flying the plane. Like at the very beginning. And she tells him where the drop zone is. And she's like, don't yeah. freeze. That whole situation. Yeah. <laughs> don't freeze is very funny. He froze. He froze. Immediately. Yeah. <laughs> no, but she's she's such a fantastic force in this movie. First of all, let's talk about her and everything that her, Nakia, and Shuri represent is the fact that uh, T'Challa's kingdom is governed by powerful women. Yep. Shamelessly. Yep. And Mbaku <laughs> struggles with this. Yeah, he should. Well, he should have listened to the one of those ladies when he says when she said, you know, we need a king, not a warrior. Yeah. He and he goes out and chain reactions the whole events of the film. Yeah, he does. He really does. It's all that's right. It is all based on that choice of going to get claw. See, now, now that we've now that we've gone over that line. Yeah, no, I've heard that before. I think I Mandela affected that moment at the end. Cause I want that. What I want it to be that where you mm. first find out that they're together. That's what I want it to be. It's not, but no, it is, of course. Yeah. yeah no, I, I remember it now. Clear as day. Yeah. So now how do we feel? People have very mixed feelings about the inclusion of Martin Freeman as Everett K Ross. And I think it's important that we talk about it because okay. my, my opinion of Ross being a part of the story has changed with each watch. There's a part of me that feels like this movie could be done without Ross completely. Um, I understand he ties them back to the greater MCU continuity in a beautiful way. Yeah. Uh, that said, there would have been something magical about an all black cast in this movie. Sure, but you needed Claw. You did need Claw. Yeah. Do you think Ross is essential to this plot or do you feel he's tacked in? No, I think that the reason Ross is in this film is to, is to get us from the winter soldier or excuse me, um, civil war. He's connected tissue. That's what I thought this last time. The first time I thought he was irrelevant. Um, No, no, he's, he's 100% relevant. Um, If, if only to be brutally made fun of when they go to the mountains. Oh my God, they're horrible to him. They're just horrible to him, and it's lovely. Um, and Ian Holm, he's just one of the greatest actors of our time. It's not so fucking Ian Holm. Watching him get <laughs> <laughs> he's not in this get movie. cut down to size more than he was in The Hobbit, The Unexpected Journey. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think he's I think he's one hundred percent needed. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, I, I agree with your point that, you know, an, an all-black cast in anything is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this in this instance, you know... Ross does this, serve a purpose. He serves a purpose, and he's so great. And, you know, it's it's fun because of Civil War. That when, when they... That first meeting in the casino... Like your highness. You know, when... <laughs> yeah, and, you know, the, the king of Wakanda is here. And, you know, he's like, don't... You're not, do, not going to do anything to Chal. And it's like, I'm going to fucking do it. Yeah, shut up. Like this is this is where we're at. Yeah, uh, love that in that scene they're wearing 
uh, red, black, and green. Uh-huh. And they're the only people in the whole scene wearing that. Yeah. So good. This the fucking costume designer on this thing. Shuri has an outfit a scene. Every uh, scene. She, Every she scene three, a new outfit. She 3D printed Angela Bassett's fucking uh, headwear, you know, because she wanted to look like a, 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 a throne from all four sides. Like she's it's it, it's magical. The production design is magical. Um fucking claw man like i'm so i was so upset when when he died i was like oh no he's out he's out of I the know, mcu what a, what a powerful side villain what a powerful henchman yeah oh my yeah. god when he talks about i'll give you the sound clown like link if you like oh my god <laughs> in the middle of his tenth scene he's talking actually about his album. An album yeah <laughs> it's so bad um, <laughs> So I, the history lesson at the beginning is very powerful because it talks about, you know, the whole myth of, of, of the goddess Bast giving, yep. you know, giving the first Black Panther his powers. Yep. And um, it says that the Jabari tribe? What about Mbaku's tribe. Jabari. Yeah, the Jabari went to live in the mountains because they didn't want to participate in this whole, like, love fest, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. They like, they, like, did their own thing. And I thought it was fascinating that the politics of this nation is made a plot point in the first three minutes of the film. Mm-hmm. And you don't really realize it. No, nope, it's very casual. Yeah. You don't really realize it until, you know, they start talking about what it means to be a king and all this stuff. And then as they further explore the storyline about how certain people feel Wakanda has a responsibility to the rest of the world being who they are. A responsibility mm. beyond self-preservation and isolation. You understand the true motives behind the Jabari leaving. Yeah. And I think it's fascinating that they end up having to go to him for help. Yeah. But he saves him. Yeah. He saves T'Challa. You he know? does save T'Challa. And T'Challa Shuri, saves Shuri says, him. Yes. Well, and Shuri says, you know, we got to get him back to my lab. And he's like, sure, fine. He'll be dead in minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, figure something else out. You know, you have all this wonderful technology. It's not going to save you now. You know, figure something else out. It's great. And that actor who plays uh, M'Baku. Winston Duke. Christ, Winston Duke, man. He's so good. He's so lovely and understated. Yeah. You know, it's just brilliant. I think everybody in this this film deserves an Oscar. They were all so good. Also, shout out, does. To, shout out to Hollywood ageless beauty, Angela Bassett. Yeah. Angela Forrest Bassett. Forrest Whitaker. This cast. Yeah. This cast is unreal. This yeah. cast is unreal. One thing. Okay. So I have one quibble for you. Okay. I love Shuri a quibble. is supposed to be 16. Oh, God. Who cares? Who okay. Cares? She's skinny. She's a little awkward. That's that's what most 16-year-olds are anyway. Well, I mean, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't. Certainly wasn't skinny. I don't know if I was awkward. I've always been pretty cool. <laughs> where was... I don't even know where that was supposed to go. <laughs> you hear that? That's the sound of a thousand phones dropping. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, but no, yeah. your, your quibble is as useless as a fribble because there are no friendlies anymore. I know. Uh, I, I mean, big picture, this movie kills. 
Yeah. It's it's really, really fantastic. It's really well balanced. It talks about politics. It talks about identity. It yep. talks about uh, leadership. Mm-hmm. Familial family. relationships. Family secrets. Yeah. You know? No, nope. it's a war. War. Civil Lineage. war. Yeah. Um, legacy. Legacy. Yeah, um, social responsibility. Social responsibility. There's so many things it talks yeah. about immigration briefly yeah like he yeah. brings up so many things and none of it feels preachy or weird no 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 it's all no. really connected to the story it all makes sense coming and 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 the the sort of causes that certain characters highlight are causes mm-hmm. that are directly related to their characters belief systems sure. which is why it works it's always yeah. it's always coming from an authentic place whenever somebody raises a cause it's coming from an authentic place and that's really why you buy it. And I think that's super special. Yeah. It's, it's all about the characters and their motivations and yeah. all of them, all of them track. Yeah. And what an nobody, adventure. nobody, you can't look at any character and be like, eh, okay. Yeah. Like that's just here to, you know, sort of put the, 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 the dust on or the, the sprinkles on top. Like, no, everybody's there and everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing or what they would be doing. You know, if what they would be these people. Yeah. Real. Nobody does anything that they wouldn't do. Cause I, that, yeah. I have such an eye for that these days. It's just like, why would she say that? That makes zero sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, it's just, it's a testament to this. This may be one of the first episodes where like I've said the director's name a second time, like Ryan Googler, man, he, he had such, you know, talk about uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Like, the responsibility and the undertaking that this film was, you know, to, this is the first fuck man. It's the, it's the first black movie in the MCU in this giant conglomerate in this corporate fucking machine. Right. And we have a black character and we're, we're, we're in a black world and the way that he was able to put all of it together to weave everything that we've been talking about into it, but still not be preachy like you said to to still like teach us without like fucking conde- being condescending to us yeah right like he learned us without ever taking us to school and yeah. he made a beautiful fucking movie it's good it, it it feels like it's so short it's not a short movie but it no really it's like has, two it's like 220 it has your attention the whole time yeah I'm yeah. uh, just like, just like Killmonger with that mask. Like I'm feeling it. <laughs> so good. We, we should take a break. Absolutely. You know, CJ, this is one of our pandemic traditions that I'm so glad we were super consistent with because I really am starting to see the results of all of our work on this podcast. It's pretty great. Now, where are you seeing results, Andrew? Like in your midsection, um, like in your, your chest area, where, where are the results happening best for you? Because I could use some. Listen, my chest area is on fire, but really it's because my heart is so full from all the engagement we've been getting on our social media. I mean, I'm talking, oh, to, I'm talking to people absolutely. on the Instagram, I'm talking to people on the Twitter, and I want to do more of it. The 18 listeners have really started to engage. Uh, we appreciate you. We see you. Uh, we're very excited to have you. Yeah. So I think that Andrew, where can where can the people who may be 19, 20, 21, where can they find us? Listen, at Icon or Ycon, both on Twitter and Instagram. And we have gotten way more active than we ever were. So remember those 15 episodes where we kind of lied to you about communicating with us? They're, it's true now. We're actually there and we want to hear from you. So I say go for it. 
Just do it. Yeah. Log on, log in, trip out. <laughs> back to the show. And we're back. We are, and I've had the most productive break. I actually was able to get back into the recording studio. So all of a sudden, I don't sound like I'm in a fishbowl. Well, that's good. Yeah. I hope the audience appreciates this as much as I do. I think they might. Thank you. Yeah. So, CJ, I yeah. think we both agree that we love this movie. There are some things about the movie that we disagree on, but I think we both firmly agree that the movie's solid, that it's solid. iconic, that it's worth loving. Totally. And, and I think we need to, in an effort to further articulate how we feel about this film, yep. we should do something like answer some ephemeral questions. Ephemeral. Ephemeral. Ephemeral questions about Black Panther. What was really great? Everything. Ephemeral questions. How far we'll have to work for what was not. Ephemeral (laughs) questions. What will be our special awards? And did it make the Desert Isle? And the last question is this film an icon or why con? Icon or why con? Wow. 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 Thank you. That's the Pink Panther theme song. <laughs> that's why I chose it. I, I got it. I got it. That's cool. that's a word in the movie. That's the from the movie. Oh, that's fantastic. I really love that. Uh, what worked about this movie for you, CJ? Well, I mean, I said it in the song, um, just about everything. I think what the most, like what worked the most for me was the production design. The way that they just completely embraced the neo-African futurism and how that played into every single little piece of this film. Right. Like, and I'm talking about like, if you look at the undercarriage of their ships, it looks like an African tribal mask. Mm -hmm. The colors, the way that like the fucking city of Wakanda, country of Wakanda, right? Like the downtown has like super fast trains, but like there's also little trolleys, which are probably nods to the director's home, you know, home place of the Bay Area. Um, the, The buildings have like fucking hut tops on them. You know, like everything about this movie is just like a like a fucking love letter to the continent of Africa, to the culture, to African culture, to 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 all of it. I mean, it's just so wonderful. I talked earlier about the red, black, and green, like the costume design in this film, the 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 way that like like those colors of the of the five tribes, right? Like that, like this, like the director spent time in Africa and like researched all this shit. Like it's all so beautiful. The way that those colors stand out against the fucking rocks, right? When they're at the ceremonies, like it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's just so, it's just so wonderful and beautiful. And like, you know, a, a lot of times in cinema, you see black culture portrayed in uh, like even, even in like positive ways, like there's always like a negative behind it. Right. But in this film, like forgive the pun, they did the right thing. Like they 100% did it correctly. Even like the city of Oakland, 
right? Like where, where we start the film, you know, it's, it's sort of a nod to like, Hey, things, things aren't so bad here in Oakland. Yeah. Right? Like, and this is, and this is where we're going to start to rebuild. Like, it's just, it's just incredible. And, and, and the thought and detail that were put into the production values and the production elements and the, the script, every, it's just fantastic. I love that. Very little negative to say. I love that. It, it, it is really, really beautiful what they accomplished. And uh, it's Hollywood's representation of Africa has not been positive, accurate, no. or well done. And yeah, I don't no, like a, speaking in absolutes, but yeah, I don't. <laughs> but not I, a great track record. Not a great track record. So the yeah. fact that they went for this and then they created a fantasy country within Africa. That's so yeah. rich and so yeah. beautiful. It's it's really powerful. Like it's yeah. no, it's no really question. wonderful. And and it's it was very exciting to see that on the screen just because it's they'd be like a bad track record. We've never yeah, seen it. For sure. Not in my lifetime anyway. Sure. Um no. For me no. what else worked for you? Yeah, what else it, worked for you? Just the fact that we're moving beyond a villain with the same powers as the hero. This is a villain with a cause that you can truly get behind. Yeah, for sure. The you empathy know, created. And, yeah. And, and he, and he's powerful and magnetic and he probably would be a fantastic King. His ego gets in the way, but Killmonger is such a good and complicated character. Yeah. And he feels, he feels like he's doing something good and he feels like he's taking something that is owed to him. And yeah, it's hard. A with, a, with a cause. Yeah. And it's yeah. really hard to see him do that because we know who the good guys are and we're tracking who the good guys are, but uh, he, he has been dealt a, a shit hand. You oh, know? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Like imagine hearing about this beautiful country where your daddy came from and then finding Panther claws in his chest. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, it's no, tough. no, it's, it's, tough. yeah. So uh, I just, I just love that it's a villain you can really get behind and they make his death a cathartic moment for the audience. Yeah. It's powerful. You know, like, and, and they let him die kind of like a hero and T'Challa grants him that T'Challa respects him. You yeah. know what I mean? Because he's a good King and he's yeah, a good no, that's, man. That's and, the wonderful thing. Because he's literally, he's gonna, he would save him if he could, yeah. if he wanted to be saved. He absolutely would do he whatever would. he could to save his cousin. Yeah. All right. It's gonna be a push, but what did not work about this movie for you? Uh, there's, there's two things that really, um, stand out actually oh i bet, I bet we have well one of the same ones i bet we have one of the same ones but <laughs> i'll say i'll say but go go what is it what is it okay go cool. yeah i go first yeah, um yeah, yeah, yeah. the first is when uh killmonger shows up and says yeah i was the one that brought claw and like this guy couldn't do it all t'challa had to do was say um well actually no i had claw but killmonger broke him out yeah now, unfortunately, the movie would stop at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Um, so that is one one issue that I have. The other is, and it's funny, you mentioned that we don't just have a villain that has the same powers. But at the end of the movie, that's where we are. He's a villain with the same powers. They do have that fight with the Panther powers, yes. And the do. CGI in that is just fucking dreadful. Wait, okay, so that was mine. That's my one didn't work. The fight in the mine has very suspicious CGI. It's dreadful. 
It looks bad. It looks like a video game. It looks like a cut scene from a video game. Yeah, no, it's so bad. Um, yeah. It's so bad that it's worth mentioning. Yeah. You know, um, and, and I don't know. I mean, the problem is, is like those costumes um, are so slick yeah. and so chic that like, I don't know what else they could have done. Right. Cause there isn't enough joint. There aren't enough joints to make a believable CGI character. Right. They Everything is just sort of like a blob. Uh, different colors. Sure. You've got blue and red, so you're able yeah. to create joints. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, the CGI sucks. But it doesn't take away from the enjoyment of the film because especially that last battle where, you know, um, everybody is in there and they're fighting each other and it's very powerful and the way that it ends, like, you know, so it's it's enough. It's it's not as bad as the Ewoks on Endor. Yikes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was mine. That's the fight, really, the fight yeah, in the mine. Really it's, it. that, that CGI is so bad, and I don't know why it's so bad. Um, yeah. Well, I just explained it. Were you listening, or no? But <laughs> <laughs> I understand the reasons why it's bad. I just don't know why how that made that to the final cut. Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, think about it, man. They fucking ran this marathon, and by the time they got to the end, like I can't imagine they they had to have been out of ideas. They would have had to like take a break. Yeah, for a couple of months and like go and figure something else out because there's so much good and there's so much wonderful and everything is executed so beautifully up until that last five minutes. Last five minutes is sucky, yeah, but it's still yeah. a good fight and it ends powerfully. Yeah, and it makes sense, yeah. right? Like the way that they figure, it, like so. It, yeah, plot wise, it's fine. It just looks like ass. Yeah, and not the good kind. <laughs> Does this movie make your desert island top five? Yes. This movie made the Desert Island Top 5. Like, the Desert Island Top 5 was created for films like this. I could watch this movie again and again and again. Right now. I, I think, I, yeah, I, I want, I'll, I'll put it on before bed just for shits. I think it's so fucking strong. And the performances are incredible. The script is incredible. The yeah. look is incredible. It oh, manages to ha- It manages to retain a sense of Marvel's tone and sense right. of humor without yep. really ant-manning it, you know? Yeah, and it's it's no better exemplified than when they blow up the car in South Korea and, you know, Okoye shows up on, you know, the ski hood and <laughs> so Nakia good. shows up just in the, in the, the car wheel, with the wheel. <laughs> and the wheel behind just fly. And it's perfect. It's yeah. 100% Marvel. And I think I may have even this time been like, oh, that's Marvel. There it is. It's so good. It's so well funny. Or I like when she's like, she's itching the wig. She's like, oh, it's insulting yeah. wearing this. She's like, just oh, but it back then, and forth. then her, both her <laughs> and Nakia use their symbols of femininity as weapons in that yeah. fight. Right. Yeah. How great is that? It's cool. 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 So cool. Movie. I love cool it. Movie. Yeah. The All movie right. It's cool. It's cool. It's really, really cool. All right. Random bonus question. You ready now? Yes. God rest Chadwick Boseman's soul. Fuck man. You know what a what a colossal loss this is uh to the acting community as an advocate for powerful black representation in films. Yeah. You know, like to humanity. It's, it's, to humanity, it's a, he's a huge loss. Yeah. And we're just not sure what this Black Panther Wakanda Forever is gonna be. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I think because we're still not sure, we can take a moment right now to pitch a sequel. Old-fashioned sequel pitch. What oh, is Black Panther 2 about? 
elevator pitch CJ go. Oh my gosh. Well, um, fuck. Where are we in the MCU? Um, they've just brought Zemo back. Mm -hmm. So he's in Wakanda. Um, wow. Loki and Sylvie have just wrecked everything. Mm -hmm. But I think that I would like to see some kind of infiltration plot by someone in one of the tribes to overthrow the Panther party. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I ruined your black Panther party. <laughs> I needed to say that I had to say it because it's been in my brain this whole time and Zemo to the rescue. Wow. Zemo as anti-hero, the redemption of Zemo. Now at the end in the post credit scene, he, we find out like he's got ulterior motives because he's Zemo. He's Zemo. Yeah. But him and Shuri and Nakia working together to save Wakanda. Okay. Yeah. Like this time Wakanda is in peril, not okay. the outside world. Very interesting what? sequel. I would finance that sequel. Yeah. Yeah. And it's called Wakanda forever. Right. Yeah. So this ha it has to be Wakanda central, uh, Wakanda, you know, uh, specific. What am I? What centric? Wakanda centric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And here we are. We have the man who killed the king. Yeah. Being the one who saves the monarchy. I think that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's a good sequel pitch. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. Thank you. What do you got? There is an event after the events of Infinity War. Or okay. the events of Endgame, rather. There's an yep. event unrelated to the television series. Unrelated to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Unrelated to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. And what happens is, sure, Zemo's there, but something happens and T'Challa is mortally wounded. Yes. But there's no more heart-shaped herb. There isn't. So Shuri, Nakia, and Okoye have to commune with the ancestral plane to find the source of the heart-shaped herb. And it is a dangerous mission, but they have to go get it to save T'Challa. And they find it, of course, but that, that is a whole adventure. Like somewhere in the depths of Wakanda was the original heart-shaped herb before it got farmed. Right, right. For the kings, right? Yep, yep. So they find it in the heart of Wakanda. And when they mm. get to the heart of Wakanda, they see T'Chaka there. Because the ancestral okay. plane is, it's all one thing. That's why they have right. to bury T'Challa. It's all one thing, right. right? Right. And Shuri has to discover that she was never supposed to find the heart-shaped herb to heal T'Challa. She was supposed to heart, find the heart-shaped herb. To take it. To become the Black new Panther. Black Panther. Wow. And the whole movie is going to be less, we yada, 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 past uh, Chadwick Boseman's death. We embrace right, right. that his death has rocked 
these characters' lives. Sure. And we and we put our main characters on a whole journey to anoint the new Black Panther. Damn. Wakanda forever. With no Peter Cushing. With no Peter Cushing. Okay. We don't ever see T'Challa. We don't see T'Challa. Okay. Great. Fair injured, enough. Mortally yeah. wounded. Gotcha. Yeah. And we, they already said they're not going to recast. They're not going to CGI. No, it. no, can't. Yeah. Can't. That's my gotta just, pitch. Gotta just talk about it in the first three minutes and then move on. It's. Uh, I think it's going to have to be what sets them on a mission, though. I think it's going to yeah. have to be the catalyst. And we're going to have to make a discovery that he's already gone somewhere along the way. I like it. Yep. I like it. And you can throw that into the beginning of my movie and we'll just make mine because it's Actually, better. <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's time for special yeah. awards. What's your special award? Okay. So my special award for Black Panther is the, hey, I can see my house from here. <laughs> in the opening shots of the movie, my building is in it. That's your award. Yeah. So it's not cool. the building that that they live in yeah. uh, there's one brief shot where you can see downtown Oakland. Okay. And you can see the tribune building and the building right next to the tribune building is my building that I currently live in under construction. Okay. At that oh, that's time, cool. at that time when they were shooting, that is actually um, very, so it's not, it's not lit up. It's just black. It's just a big black structure. Uh, and that's my building. That is uh, very, but no, very, very cool. My special award for black Panther is, the Oakland Raiders <laughs> award. Okay. Oakland Raiders. They're a team in the NFL. They were like the winningest team in the seventies and eighties. They won more games than anyone, not more championships. They won more games than everyone. There was a mystique about them. They were feared. They wore silver and black. They were the bad guys, but you always fucking rooted for them to win. Everything was always against them, but you knew you knew that like the cards were the de- the the deck was stacked against them. You knew the officials were against them, the league was against them, everybody was against them, but you always rooted for them to win. And there's a little part of you, like you touched on it earlier, there's a little part of you in this film that you wish a little bit that Eric wins. I feel that. I feel that. And that's that's the Oakland Raiders award. <laughs> I love it. What's your special award? My special award is the Fresh Face Award. Oh, the Fresh Face Award. How, yeah. how lovely. Because when Ryan Coogler agreed to helm this film, uh, he made sure to ask that he could bring people that he enjoyed collaborating with from his movies. We haven't even said his name, but fucking Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. We haven't Michael said B. his Jordan. fucking name this whole but, time. We've talked about yeah. him. We've talked about the we, character. Yeah. He sort of disappeared into it. But that man. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. He had to be in this movie. Brilliant. Yeah. He's so good. But uh, beyond Ryan Coogler or beyond Michael B. Jordan, uh, design people from his other movies yep. Yep. Uh, because he wanted it to look fresh but still fit into the mcu and he had felt that a lot of that there was a brand that they were going for and that there was a homogenized look and he thought black panther should have a different look and the way to achieve that was to expand the creative team and i think that's i think that's brilliant he's like it just needs some fresh eyes on it and it's true and he wanted his composer that he always works with because he's making his movie 
And it's yeah. so easy for him to be plugged in and just have the support of the Marvel staff, but he can make something that's more authentic with his people. And it's so cool that he did that. And it's part of the reason why this movie is so fucking cool. Agreed. So that's my special word, the fresh face award. He breathed yeah. a lot of new life into the MCU with this movie. Yeah. I mean, Ludwig Gorenson, the cinematography, Rachel Morrison, uh, the production is Hannah Beachler. Uh, Ruth E. Carter is the costume designer, the set decoration, Jay Hart. I mean, these, these people fucking nailed it. They nailed it. They're so, like we never, so good. We never get that deep into the playbill <laughs> on these things. No, like but this movie is so uniquely strong to be called out. Yeah. Because the movie is so uniquely strong because of their input. It's yeah. so cool. I love it. I love it. So, uh, final question. And I feel like we've yeah. already answered it 17 times. Yeah. Is this movie an icon or a icon? No, this movie is a why the fuck did it take Hollywood this long? You know what? Things don't happen until the second before they happen. And and had this movie been made any earlier, it would not have been this uh, convergence of talent. You know, totally. What is thing? I mean, it it made more money than like any of the like. It just it's just so well iconic. And 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 let's talk about this. We can talk about this. Uh, There's a fear of minority-led films, specifically Black-led films, not no. having enough mass appeal. Oh, and, my God. And it's... Silly. It's, you know, I mean, I have my own opinions on, on it being rooted in essentially racism. But, Systemic, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's that's, that's what these theories are rooted in because it's not true. You make the fucking movie, people like seeing themselves on the screen. Make it and let people come see it. Yeah. It's not a niche thing. Yeah, no. And, you know, we, we need to see color, but like as a society, we need to just get away from, oh, well, uh, let's not make the black movie. Like, yeah, let's make what the movie that? and put, and put the black people in it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, let's, yeah. Or let's, let's tell the black stories, you know, and just trust that like, that's going to be interesting enough and people are not going to shy away from that. And you know what, if the fucking idiots don't go see the movie, it doesn't matter. Fuck them. Right? Yeah. Because like, as we learned in the last election, there's only about 80 million of them, but there's 85 million other people that will go yeah. see the movie. Yeah. So and it's, it's brilliant. Fine. And it's a brilliant yeah. movie. And I'm so happy it got made. Yeah, so. for sure. Me too. Whew, I'm glad we did that. I'm glad we had that. I'll get off my soapbox now. No. And uh, I know. Keep yeah. saying that. I do. I do. I do. But I never, I never stepped down. <laughs> uh, what is next in the LaRorder? All right, so the next film in the LaRorder. I, I do want to say um, I still am not certain if Black Pan- if um, Black Widow is going to make it in the LaRorder. I'm up in the air. Perhaps uh, you could let us know in the comments, those of you that have seen the movie, if you feel like it has a place. What a good idea. Yes, let's take some feedback. Yeah, let me know. Yeah. Let us know. It's not just me out here. Although sometimes it feels like I am working the hardest, you know, so there's that. Let me get my violin. (laughs) How small is it? Size doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, Okay. Sorry. I'm totally, totally stalling for time. The next film Mm -hmm. in the LaRorder. Spider-Man Homecoming. I love that movie. That's going to be super fun. Yeah, Spider-Man Homecoming. And Andrew and everyone listening, I'd like to apologize. Uh, you're going to have to buy it. You're going to have to pay for it. That's fine. Because it's not on the Disney Plus. 
So I'm sorry it. about that. You're going to have to pay the $3.99 on Amazon. Totally be worth it. Yeah. Well, I think we did well tonight. I'm excited that we had this moment and I look forward yep. to our next moment together talking about Spider-Man Homecoming and the arrival of a feature length film starring Spider-Man in the MCU. Here we go. Here um, we but go. just one more time, Chadwick. Chadwick. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, man. Thanks a it's lot. Beautiful work. All right. For Icon or Icon, I'm Andrew David Sotomayor. I'm CJ LaRoche, and we'll MCU. Next time. Next time.